ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. We're at our 205th episode, which means we're covering our 68th Shawn Michaels match. Yeah, give or take, yeah. I'll do the math for uh, one of these weeks when we yeah, do it because, yeah, uh, I can't uh, – it's got to be up there. I would guess uh, probably at least 30 or 40, no problem, yeah. Um, you know, look, I'm a big Shawn Michaels, Mark. He's the greatest in-ring performer of all time. The, the hits keep coming. Uh, but I'm really excited to cover this one. This was – is a is a kid, Jeff. This was one of my favorite matches. Um, a because it was a really good match, and B because you know this is, and you'll you'll talk about it. But this is that transition of Sean's a baby face, yeah, a big baby face, and he's arguably more over than the baby face champ that he lost to at WrestleMania Diesel. This is a really interesting time, and you know this brings me back to that just great era where. Guys weren't, you know, being handed the world championship and it meant something. And you got this year long build to him winning it at WrestleMania 12. And on the way was at the time a very, very important device, which was that intercontinental title. Um, yeah. And, and the, you know, the IC title, uh, I think we're back, right? I mean, it, it means something right now, but man, it was, it was brutal there for a while. So anyways, I'm really excited to cover this one. Um, and before we get started, Jeff, just quickly talk about our new sponsor. And, and here's my PSA on this. Um, you're probably a guy if you're listening to this podcast, but if you're not, then buy this for your man. We're we're now working with a uh, men's care, skincare company that, you know, sent us some great stuff related to, um, you know, face care. And I will tell you that, and, and my wife's been on my ass about this, and, and and she's right that like us guys have to take care of our face. You gotta you gotta scrub it in the shower. You gotta put lotion on. You gotta take care of under your eyes. You gotta have a regimen. And even if it's just like two two things, you know they've got a whole suite of products. But you gotta take care of your face because you know we're playing the long game here. And it's like when you're you know in your seventies, you don't want your face to look like a catcher's mitt that's completely beat up and, and look like you're 80 years old. You want to look like you're 60. You want to feel like you're 60 when you're in your seventies. Right. So right. you've got to take care of your face. You've got to do this stuff. Um, and again, I was guilty of not caring for a long period of time. I'm completely on board to this. I was using different products. Um, this stuff is really, really good though. And it's, it's that mix. So there's a bunch of cheap stuff that you can buy at Walmart, right. That, isn't really that good. And then there's super, super expensive skincare stuff. You almost, you, you, every time you look, there's something more expensive coming out. So it's finding that mix of like really, really high quality stuff that's still affordable, which this is, and you get a 20% discount with the code payoff. So 
Jeff, just tell them where they can go, and then we'll get started here. Yeah, it's called DarylLab.com. Tom already said it's 20% off. If you go just normally to the website, it's only 15, and you got to sign up in your email, and it's a whole thing. But with this, just use our promo code PAYOFF while you're checking out. It gets you 20% off. Of everything in your cart. It's absolutely worth it. Tom and I have been using it over the last, like you've probably seen the advertisements on our social media, but then also like Tom and I have been using it now. Like it, it's totally worth it. I know like there, there's always that stigma out there of like, oh man, like podcasters plug in some crazy product, like, you know, sponsorship, something like that. Like it's not like we get a million dollars from sponsoring these things. And so like, it's absolutely products that Tom and I are using as well too. Like we're going to, like we can post photos in my cabinet. I got all kinds stuff in there that I'm using and on my counter and in my bathroom and stuff like that. And so make sure you're using that along with all of our other stuff. So that's calderalab.com, C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com using the promo code payoff. You can, of course, use our other codes as well too. True Classic Tees, that's payoff 25. You're getting 25% off there. And then the OG sponsor around here, Manscaped, manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. Use that promo code payoff. All right. That was that was good, man. Good job. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. All right. It's time for the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So, you know, Jeff, couple couple things. Like this these in your houses just have such a soft spot in my heart. Uh, do you feel the same? Uh, especially these older ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I and I and I feel like, and I don't know if you listen to Mick Foley's podcast at all. Um, he the, the the joke is that he's Mister in your house because um, he some of his best matches, including the one with Shawn Michaels, were at uh, in your houses, and it's kind of funny instead of Mister WrestleMania. Totally, yeah. But but like you go back to these in your houses, maybe we'll we'll pull some of them up. But like they had good matches. And they were fun shows because usually the main event was really good and kind of built around that. This one had a double main event. But, like, they were just two hours. They went fast. You got, like, you know, five matches on TV. It's kind of like the the NXT pay-per-views were um, kind of in the golden NXT era. But, anyways, I really like this. So, we're at the Nashville Auditorium, 6,400 uh, in attendance, buy rate of 280,000, which again, you know, you're like, oh, it's not a good number, but that's double what AEW gets right now. So um, just interesting, right, to think about it that way. Like you think of how good and loaded these AEW shows are, um, but this in your house was getting 280,000 buys. We start off with the roadie defeating the one, two, three kid in seven minutes. Then men on a mission, friends of the payoff, uh, defeat Razor Ramon, and Savio Vega uh, in 10 minutes. Savio recently coming back into the fold, which was fun great, to see. And great man, moment. Yep. Yeah. Did, didn't think the biggest pop in 20, uh, 2023 would either be Carlito or Savio Vega, but here we are. Um, <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow uh, defeating Henry O. Godwin in five minutes. Then the match we're going to cover. Then we had Owen Hart and Yoko Zuna, our, our newer uh, tag team champions, going to defeat the allied powers of Lex Luger and British Bulldogs. So a lot of star power in that show. And then in the main event, Diesel's going to retain his WWF championship in 10 minutes in a lumberjack match against Psycho Sid, who's part of the Million Dollar Corporation. 
fun if you were a fan or if you were there live. Then you got a 13-minute match of Bret Hart defeating Jean-Pierre Lafitte and The Undertaker defeating Kama. So what a fun show. And I, I know I've said this before about some of these um, in your houses, but you got a pretty damn good show with a lot of stars. I know this isn't mm-hmm. like the best era of the WWF from a booking standpoint, but shit, man, you got, you got a lot of hall of famers on this show. You know, uh, Sonny was in a dark match, uh, you know, company skip, uh, roadie hall of famer, one, two, three kid hall of famer, razor Ramon hall of famer, Savio Vega. I don't know if he is, but I bet you he will be at some point. Could be the year. Uh, yep. John, Jarrett, Owen, Yoko, Lex, Bulldog, Diesel, Sid, Brett, Taker, Kama, uh, who's the godfather. A lot of star power, man. So storyline standpoint, how do we get to this uh, match? Yeah, so this, of course, taking place July 1995. But with Michaels, we're going back August 1994, actually. Of course, we all know Michael diesel uh winning the tag championship from the head shrinkers at that time you then had diesel losing the intercontinental championship to razor because michaels accidentally kicked diesel so you had that whole split getting drawn out until survivor series yet michaels winning the royal rumble in early 1995 this year where this show is taking place um and then you had the like the wrestlemania 11 diesel match as well too and so he was been he had a very busy kind of uh, you know, 12 months leading up to this one as well, too. Um, of course, too, we all know that uh, Michael's, you know, being with Sid as well, too, at this point. And so he had taken a little bit of time off. So he hadn't been around a ton in the lead up to this one. But um, because he wanted to let uh, that kind of let Michael's come back as the kind of face. And like you said, that was part of the reason how while he was kept away for a little bit was because they wanted him to be a face. And so and kind of have that. And so, um with this one on the flip side as well too, and so with Jarrett, it was like Jarrett. It was actually at that Royal Rumble. Um, Jarrett defeated Razor Ramon. That's when he won the Intercontinental Championship, um, and then he actually he wanted to be a dual champion, so he actually challenged Diesel to the World Heavyweight Championship. It was uh, lost that one. I was actually in just an episode of Raw. Uh, Razor getting the rematch at Mania 11, which Jarrett ended up losing, but by but by DQ, of course, and so retaining the title on that one. Um, and then, so you then had the Jarrett Rhodey uh, in your house uh, taking on Razor Ramon handicap match. It was a just that was the first in your house as well too. Um, and then along with that, you know, they just had you know the Intercontinental champ. They had they actually declared it vacant for a little while uh, because it was a weird Jarrett Bob Holly thing. And then uh, Jarrett though winning it right back. So why vacant? Whatever. Who you know? Who really knows what's going on? And so, um, and then. You had Razor beating him May 19th. It was actually in Montreal, Quebec. Uh, But two nights later, also in Quebec, uh, Jarrett won it back. So he's coming into this match in a very short period of time, being a three-time Intercontinental Champion, now taking on Shawn Michaels. Not a ton between these guys, because like I said, Michaels had been away, but... Uh, Jarrett kind of establishing with the Intercontinental title for the most part. Um, and then us getting this match, like you said, in your house too. Yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm just really pumped about this one. I, I just, I remember and again, maybe, maybe I'm a little biased here, but I just remember Shawn Michaels was just red hot at this era. 
Um, it was so obvious that he was going to be the biggest star in the company. You know, people did not want him to be a heel. They wanted to cheer for him. And, and this was just such a, you know, and, and again, Jeff Jarrett, remember in this era, of course, still is, right? Kind of a heat magnet, right? E- easy guy to yeah. boot. So this will be really fun. Uh, 56-minute mark of In Your House 2. 56-minute mark, In Your House 2. Jeff, are you ready? I got it pulled up. Let's do this. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. Take too much for you. Why would I know that, McMahon? Well, you did for nothing. I'm beloved everywhere I go. What does that mean? Wait a minute. Michaels. Checking himself. Wait a minute. Don posing with the uh, belt. The color that he's choosing is like a gold, perhaps uh, foreshadowing him wearing. Yeah a, foresh- gold. yeah, a little foreshadowing here. Yeah. Already was near a Continental champion prior. Uh, it's going to be a fun match. So. Jarrett obviously has become quite a uh, stable or staple on AEW TV. Have you been watching it? Much? 2023. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I, I have, um, I, I've seen some of the stuff that he's doing. Um, man, I don't, I don't know. I just have mixed feelings on this because like, so I listened to almost every episode of Jeff Jarrett's podcast um, over on ad free shows I really like the guy. I think he has a lot to contribute to the business. I look, I never have an issue with guys that are older working part-time, full-time. I could care. I mean, I I, I like it, right? That mm-hmm. being said, you know, the challenge for me is, you know, AW, what are you trying to do here? Are you mm-hmm. trying to be hip and different? Well, you know, does a guy in his 50s that works, you know, a Memphis style 80s heel persona, you know, is that really what you want the brand to be? Is that really how you differentiate from WWE? So I'm not like bashing it. I'm just saying like, I just, I don't know. You know, I I just, I wonder like, is that, is that the best way to compete is to, you know, put a guy like Jeff Jarrett on television. And, you know, when you're when your style, when your wrestling style is super fast paced, crazy athletic guys, you know, big moves, blood and guts. And then you have a guy that, I mean, you know, he doesn't move around like that. And mm-hmm. he, Jeff Jarrett doesn't even move around now like he did in, in this match. You can just tell he's just younger and moving around and kind of in his physical prime. So I'm I'm just, I'm not a huge fan personally. I kind of cringe a little bit, not like, oh, he's a heel, but just like, eh, I don't know, not a fan. That's my feeling, but what about you? Yeah, I know he's in a slow start to this match with just because Jarrett really playing up the kind of heel uh, bullshit at this point. But yeah, um, I think like we know that, if it's to be, you know, believed, he has some behind the scenes, backstage kind of, you know, responsibilities as well. Too, he's been doing a lot of like, you know, trying to expand, you know, the live event stuff and the the house shows and things like that. And so, I it's interesting because I don't, 
I'm with you. I don't want to totally shit on it because I like Jericho is with a stable and he's getting guys over and he's having big matches with younger guys and like they're getting over and and, and they're it's good stuff. And so, you know, Jared, like, you know, Karen Jarrett showed up as well, too. And so you've got like that being played into as well, too. And so I think, though, he is like even in this match and we just kind of know it like he is one of those. And we've talked about this before. He is a natural heel in every sense of the word. And so he is. Is like yeah, and Michael's kind of doing the strut now as well too, getting a huge pop. It looks like yep. Um, Rhodey on the outside on this one too, consoling Jarrett. I, I just strut. I yeah, I just J. think that you know, hey, if he's helping younger guys get over like in, in a stable, I really I can't shit on that too much. You know, um, I do think you know it's he's with some names that aren't really well known, so he could help with that, especially if they're playing up the heel stuff, and so. Um, and also it's not, it is a mid to lower card type thing. And so it's not like he is the, where Jericho has been a little bit here. Jared is not the top of the card. And so I'm okay. Or Jericho. Yeah. Jared is not the top of the card. And so I'm okay with that. Like it's not hurting anything. You know, they're, they're pushing the pillars with an AEW and, and doing some of this other stuff, which is, um, you know, it's not taking away from the product for me. I'm not watching that product as much as I was either. Like, you know, unless I see that there's something big happening, which I'm sick of every week, there's going to be a big announcement, like, you know, or there's an announcement of an announcement and then there's an announcement and the announcement never lives up to what you want it to be. And so yeah, I'm just I, I, don't, I just don't get too. the big announcement thing. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's like Tony loves it. Oh man. Well, I, I feel mean, like it's all the time. Saw, but how big of a joke did we see with TNA? Like that was always the thing, right? They always have big, like I, here's the thing. I'm not saying that running a wrestling company is easy. I'm not saying that AEW should magically be WWE overnight. I'm not saying any of that, but when they make the same mistakes, like make new mistakes, don't make yes. the same mistakes that WCW made or the TNAs made. Make new mistakes, right? Like, right, absolutely. And go like, like Tony Khan. He cares deeply what the internet thinks. He's on Twitter a lot. He yep. is a you know kind of Mark's Mark at his heart. Nothing wrong with that. God bless him for that. But the thing is, how do you like spend as much time on wrestling Twitter as he does? You know how much people hate too many belts in wrestling and then you create too many belts in a new show and like trying to you know they were going to have set like they were talking about the brand split and like you know where we as of us recording we don't know the full punk story and what the hell happened there other than it looks like punk felt screwed again and at this point like I, I, oh, michael's up on the top here yep. Huge crossbody to Rhodey and Jarrett. Um, yeah, as a recording, we don't know what's going on with the punk stuff, but also I'm over it. I think uh, anymore, I'm believing more and more that Vince was right about punk and he's not worth the trouble that he brings. And, you know, to say we're going to build a show around him and all this, like, I just, that's frustrating as hell. But, you know, whatever. How, so. many, how many guys have they gotten rid of for being a pain in the ass? that have gone on to thrive other places. You know, it's like if they get rid of someone for being a cancer in the locker room, typically there's a reason for it. Yeah. And I know as fans, we don't see that stuff, but it's like, 
if you're running a company and you have someone that's bad for the culture, has a lousy attitude, you know, you you, you get rid of it or you're going to have a major problem in the locker room. So it's like, I don't, some people just aren't meant to get along with everyone. <laughs> and well, just, and I wonder like, wow. you know, whoa, oh, Jesus. Huge back Michael's over the corner turnbuckle. And the corner post, he actually missed it, but then landed flat on his back from the ring. That looked painful as hell. Um, well, and I think back to like you don't hear the stories like like well, you didn't hear them at the time, but like the wrestlers' court. I don't know, like I don't really know, like who is the locker room leader in AEW? Like you know, are, are they really like as the elite and Kenny really like you know, you know the top dog? And are they running wrestlers' court? I feel like everybody speaks really highly of Roman, no matter how you feel about him right now, like in any more, you know, most people, I feel like most people like him a little bit more than at least we did three, four years ago. Like, you know, he has, you hear about that locker room respect, even like some of the women, you hear about the locker room respect that some of those veterans have and bring to the room that I just feel like you got to remember what AEW at this point is four years old, five years old. Like they're not, let's not like they've got that longevity to say, to have even some of those people that could step into that. And so much, like I was having this conversation with one of my friends the other day, uh, like so much of the drama with AEW, I feel like has been outside of the ring backstage versus in the ring. And that's not how you should run a wrestling promotion. Like if to Vince's credit, like you never heard about this stuff. Like Vince kept it locked down. Like it was never a thing under him. And so, um, it's just how it's run and stuff like that. You got to surround yourself. I get like JR is supposed to help with some of that. And like, you're supposed to surround yourself with some of those people, but at the same time, like that's not the wrestling stories I want told. Like, tell me a story in the ring, like not some of this other bullshit we get. This is the best match of Jeff Jarrett's career. Is it? Number one. He has, he's been working real hard. Yeah. His second best match of his career was uh, in TNA in a no DQ match against Kurt Angle. That would be a good one to put on our list because that was obviously the real life stuff of. Uh, I think I have it. Yeah, Aaron Angle, who's yeah. now Karen Jarrett, and you know they took a real life scenario and turned it into a storyline. We we do have that one on our list. I will get it okay. scheduled sooner than later. Okay, and is that the one? Do you know which match it was? Is it the no DQ match? Yes, I believe so. Just below that is also just a traditional singles match that they had two years after that. But the 2009 one, four and a half stars. Um, There's a uh, USWA match uh, against Brian Christopher from 1993 that had four stars. Interesting. Uh, A Benoit match with four stars. Um, A whole host of TNA matches that were three and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah, but this was his best WWF match kind of by a mile. Um, His next best WWF match was against China in the good housekeeping match that we covered. Of course. Yep. He was not a a fan of Jeff Jarrett's work. He was not, no. We have have some technical difficulties, but mics are back in order. What an interference from the way you pull out the match. Yeah, lots of, yeah. Not bad. bad. I mean, like, they, they're doing it in a good way. I mean, it's, just, uh, it's heel shit. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. 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 O
That classic Michael Cell flipping over the ropes. Come on, Double yeah. J, Jeff Jarrett. Michaels with a little extra uh, scruff there on his face. Are you liking the uh, stubble Michaels here in this one? Oh, well, no, no I, I didn't. And he also, his hair was like incredibly long, like too long. So Jared, yeah, it, re it really is. Yeah. No oh, way. Pretty stiff clothesline by the roadie there. Talk about a character evolution too. The roadie, road dog, and like kind of what uh how how far his career has come. Yeah, I mean, he had a had a hell of a career, and obviously still, still does. Yeah. So, you know, I, I talked about the kind of dark ages of the Intercontinental Championship. Obviously, this was kind of the golden ages in a long way. So the the title was created um, in 1979 through a fake tournament in Rio de Janeiro that Pat Patterson won, but. You know, the really it just it was such an important part of wrestling in the you know late 80s, early 90s. And you just I mean, you just look at it's like you remember all of this, right? Like Mr. Perfect, and then when the Texas tornado beat him at SummerSlam, you know, that was pretty awesome. And Bret Hart, mm -hmm. the Mountie, Roddy Piper. Uh, Bret Hart gets it back. The Bulldog at SummerSlam. Shawn Michaels gets it. You know, he trades it with Marty Jannetty a couple times. Then you go into the iconic Razor Ramon stuff with the two titles and WrestleMania 10 ladder match. Diesel gets the Intercontinental Championship when, you know, big time heel and getting a push. And then, you know, back to Razor and Jeff Jarrett and... Uh, him and Razor trade the titles and they had a really good feud. And then we get to this point and, you know, I mean, it was just, it was just fun, man. Like it was just really good stuff. Um, you know, then you start getting into like triple H and rock and, and Steve Austin. Right. I mean, you know, big yep. time, big time guys, uh, you know, really it wasn't until I I'd argue 1998, maybe even 99 where, we started to have some issues and that's where, I mean, we're just trading it a lot. Okay. So mm -hmm. 99, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven 11, title changes in 99 with the IC title. Wow. And there's some good names on here, you know, like a, like an edge, but yeah, road dog, Val Venus, gold dust, Godfather, D'Lo Brown, China. You know, it was just it was just traded too many times. 2000, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 title changes. And well, it, Gunther's at the longest reign, correct? <clears throat> As yeah, of recording. I, I, I don't know if ever, I mean, he's at you know, he's in the 300s. He's as of this recording, he's champion, but he's in the uh, 300s. But it's and I know, well, and that we've talked about it on this show before. Like Triple H wants long title reigns. Like okay, so, 
Yeah, so so I'm sorry, combined days, Pedro Morales held it the longest. Miz has the second most combined days, but that was through eight different title reigns. Honky Tonk Man was 454 days. Gunther's, you know, high 300. So, yeah, there, there's been a longer reign, but I'm guessing that he's going to break that. Why wouldn't he, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like I said, it speaks to Triple H wants long title reigns if we're to believe the rumors. This goes back to what I said, like, you know, so much of us or so many of us are kind of trained to, you know, we see these quick hot shot in the belts. Like we literally call it hot shot in the belt. Michael's quick kick up here. here, Yeah. That was the quickest tip up I've ever seen. It was crazy. Yeah. Michael's back. Michael's in right hand. John Michael's peppering double J. You guys are just. You can feel it in its capacity pop to the buckle and out and down. Michael's is bringing it to another level. I don't like this. Oh, hey, that was right. It was like a singing throat. Sean Michael's is on a top rope. Michael's looking at Double J through his legs and Michael's down. Think, think about this. That should do it, one, two, and he got him. How do you how do you follow Double J is great? You gotta admit he's right. great. You've got Diesel and Sid. I mean, I know it was still a big man territory, but by this point, Brad had already been champion. It's just tough. It's like you know, if you're if you're sitting there and you're Kevin Nash backstage, you're just like shit, man. Like, what what do I I can't do that stuff. Well, literally, and it's Owen and Yokozuna right after this. Like, you know, that's your bathroom match. Like, you know, how do yeah, how do you go out and compete after? Like, it's got to be tough. We saw a lot, of, especially I think the like the Puerto Rico show. I think the only mess up there was having Cody be the main event against Brock. I get why they did it, but I don't think it should have been. Like, read the room. Like, you know, call the audible. That's like, you know, that, that some of that stuff and how they were reacting. Like that that show was. It would have been built perfect if they had mixed that up. Um, but yeah, this is one like and who like, like this is uh, there was only the second in your house. Like you said, it's under two hours, so it wasn't like a, I say a big deal at the time. But like, oh, we got the roadie shaking the ropes here to drop Michaels. Oh, that was a great little move there. Yeah. Um, so they probably you know in your house whatever like no big deal like but to go on and do as many as they like they couldn't have known what they were having with this like especially since Michaels had been out like yeah and these guys are pulling out all the stops I mean, you have to be Double J Jeff Jarrett. Sean. Time, you have to be just watch if you're, you know, backstage, you're a producer for WWE. You have to just be watching this going, shit, man. What you know, how how long can we hold off on giving Sean the title? You know, like I mean, you just, <laughs> right. I mean, this guy's gonna be world champion. I mean, can we can we wait till WrestleMania next year? <laughs> So he had I a rough. Think. I mean, that's just he was hot. I mean, you know, they like guys that can have 25 minute great matches, you know, to headline pay-per-views. Kevin Nash couldn't do that. Not that he didn't try his hardest, and but you know. So you got a ref ref bump, ref is down. Oh, he's tuning up the band a little bit here, but then the roadie with the knee chop or a knee or a chop block here. 
great. You like this is like just the heel bullshit from Rhodey and like Jarrett is actually very good. Like it's making sense in the context of the ring. It's also not too distracting, and Michaels is overcoming it all, which is really good. Huge cross body there from Jarrett. When you see Jarrett flying off the top rope, oh, yeah. like that's how that's when you know. Um, I'm curious how old he was in this one. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yeah. Uh, Jarrett is currently 55 years old. There it is. Two. Three. Place going nuts. What did the Rodney do? The ladies losing their minds. Everybody. Great poster there. It's time for sweet chin music and Jarrett getting kicked Fans, all, everybody on their feet. A great, great call from Vince there, yeah. Phenomenal match. That was yep. great. Absolutely. Yep. Very good stuff. All right. Let's get to the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. What'd you think? Very good. Exceeded my expectations. Absolutely. It was awesome. Awesome. Awesome match. All right. So what happens after this? Yeah. So you got Michaels, uh, of course, uh, you know, beating Jarrett, actually winning his was like they said, even a commentary. This was his third intercontinental championship. Um, he actually then, of course, had the SummerSlam ladder match, which Michaels won against Razor. Um, and then you really had uh, you're starting to, at this point to get into the click a little bit, too. And so the storyline with that there, of course, we know that uh, the Royal Rumble uh, after teasing retirement, winning the Rumble leading into the WrestleMania 12 match. And of course, that's the Iron Man match against Brett. And so, uh, yeah, Sean, uh, th this was. You figure in a lot of ways, this is the start of the kind of the rocket, like it's strapped and let's go, you know? And so what, like you said, it had to be hard to hold off, but uh, we got there. So yeah, very good stuff at this point. Uh, Jarrett on the flip side uh, at this point too, uh, you also had the start of the breakup. Well, it was, they actually like, uh, you had him leaving WWE for a little bit because he was unhappy. And so you had that, but then you also had the storyline with him and the roadie kind of breaking up because with the road proving that the uh, with my baby tonight and him singing that that the uh, uh, the roadie was actually the singer that was kind of it was just a weird storyline with that one at that point. But yeah, not uh, you almost feel like this was the takeoff of Michaels and the decline of Jarrett. So yeah, yeah, Jarrett. I mean, and he gets into it on his podcast, but he he just made a lot of very poor decisions in this era. Um, you know, and he went, I mean, he was WCW, WW, back and forth, back and forth, and just never really could get a ton of traction in either promotion, but he should have just stuck it out in this era, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. All right, right up. Okay, yes, PWI, uh, Jeff Jarrett, 11, Michaels, 2. 
the torch on this one, uh, WWF put together a solid show on Sunday and stuffed a lot of decent wrestling into nearly two hours. The show stealer was Shawn Michaels capturing the Intercontinental title from Jeff Jarrett in a nearly 20-minute match of the year candidate. It received unanimous votes as best match of the card. Without that match, the praise for In Your House would have probably been mixed. Uh, this is a notch above the two strong WCW matches at Great American Bash uh, and a definite match of the year candidate in the U.S. Jarrett moved his rep up a notch with this one. Michaels further solidified his rep as being the best worker in the U.S. Had the match gone three minutes longer after the ref bump, it would have been a quarter star higher, but the torch giving this one four and a quarter stars. Uh, the Observer Newsletter on this one, yeah, kind of overwhelming best match of the night. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Jeff Jarrett easily worked the best pay-per-view match thus far in 1995 and uh, and except for the Eddie Guerrero DiMalenko ECW match as good as any singles match I've seen in the United States but that speaks more for the quality of matches of WWF and WCW have been delivering because it's no better than many matches every week on international television dude's melts he's always got to shit on something and so uh, the early part of the match was more of a triple-A or yeah, triple-A style lucha libre than American Pro Wrestling in the latter few uh, minutes was basic last few minutes of a 1980s Ric Flair match with four and a half stars. So four and a half was shitting on it a little bit, and then uh four and a quarter from the torch. So Tom, what do you got this one at? So this was barely the runner-up for match of the year for PWI. It was number two, and number one was Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Uh, okay. Crazy. Got it. Yep. Um, I I love the match. I love the moment. I love the pop. Um, I got this thing at a nine. And Oof, it, okay, maybe that's Oof. a little generous, but I, I I just thought this was fantastic. Loved it. Uh, again, I'm I'm probably being a little generous, but what do you have? I'm at an eight and a half. I'm right there with you. I thought it was definitely better than I thought. And so I was like at an eight heading into it, like just kind of doing my reading and stuff like that. But then afterwards and kind of seeing it and the pace they worked, the action they had in it, they were nonstop for 20 minutes. There wasn't rest holds. This was, well, I I say they started a little slow. It was all heel antic bullshit, which made a ton of sense. And so didn't take away from the match in any way. And so, yeah, I got to give it that. So um, yeah, good stuff. Very good match. I'm glad we covered this one this was one i'm this is a fun one all right well fun episode loved it excited for next week steamboat in austin yes Uh, as always we more steamboat yep oh yeah we appreciate you listening we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of the payoff